Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to Geeking In. Um, it is time for us to chat all sorts of things, uh, so uh, welcome. I am Jay, I'm your party host, so grab your bob and your beer or your brew, half a sugar and almond milk, just the way you like it, and set in for another conversation about, um, well, Zack Snyder's Justice League, for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am joined, uh, as always, by the incredible, the invincible, uh, the infamous, our futurist, our Tony Stark. <coughs> How are you doing, Cracky T? Uh, listeners, gents, hello. It's good to be here. Um, Apologise for any coughing in the background and the and the croakier than usual voice. A little bit under the weather, but um, the show must go on. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, and just making sure that uh, uh, that uh, our our other host doesn't get to pick his recommendations. I think um, <laughs> because he is Mr. Fantastic. He is the flexible friend. He is the pajamaed prince that was promised. How you doing, B? Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? Hello, I love you. Let me geek in with you. Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? Hello, I love you. Let me geek in with you. Please? <laughs> I mean, it feels rude to say no. Um... Is this your way of asking for more tweets? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, we we are getting tweets about your singing from oh our listeners, from Hemel Hubbard <clears throat> to Dublin and beyond, who are continuing to help grow this podcast by rating, review, subscribing, and sharing, and also by tweeting us at Geeking in Pod, also at Geeking in Pod on Instagram. Um, and yes, we are getting uh, some more tweets. So we had. Um, uh, a tweet from at Jude C fifty five saying, uh, uh, commenting on the singing, saying, uh, "Love be singing." Um, uh, we also had a uh, tweet from uh, Universal Collector, um, Matt from uh, Universal Collector, Universal Collector on YouTube, who we mentioned on last week's show um, because of our interview with him, and he was uh, congratulating us on one the anniversary. Um, and we also had a tweet from uh, Galaxy928 at mfigure123 on Twitter saying, love listening to the podcast this year. Not sure about singing Pajama Prince. Um, uh, just wondering if you're getting Universal Collector back on at some point. One of my favorite episodes. Um, ours too. So I am sure that very soon we will find a, a, a way to get uh, Matt from the Universal Collector back on to talk about um, all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, and we will uh, we will go through. And uh, I know that uh, T, your your uh, Transformers collection has has been growing exponentially since the last um, since the last uh, conversation. And I think I, I actually missed uh, Matt's uh, conversation, so I'm, I'd be really excited to get the Universal Collector back on and have a conversation with him. We will make it happen. Um, at Geeking and Pod, as we said, uh, Twitter and Instagram, and in the bio there, you will find the Linktree link that takes you to everywhere, including our Teespring shop that sells uh, T-shirts, mugs, and masks. And if you like the T-shirt, if you quite like the T-shirt, what we might do is wait four years, change it ever so slightly, make it five times longer, and then sell it again. <laughs> 
just like Zack Snyder has done with Justice League. <laughs> very good. Very, very good. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> yet, after being our staple topic for the year that has been geeking in, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League dropped last week, last Thursday. Um, uh, was on Sky Cinema over here in the UK, HBO Max in uh, America and wherever HBO Max is. Um, and uh, yes, four hours and two minutes of Zack Snyder-ness. Slightly fewer if you're in the UK, if you're in the UK or in, you're in Europe. Yeah, now have we worked out what the missing yes. 10 minutes So it's it's literally down to frame rates. So in, in Europe, you have a slightly, very, very slightly higher frame rate, which isn't noticeable when you're watching, but when your film is four hours and two minutes long, it adds up, um, and it means you've just seen the film very, very slightly faster. Um, which is funny because I, I, I read something uh, today that told me that 10% of the film is in slow motion. Mm. Uh, so slightly faster slow motion in the UK, <laughs> it seems. Um, I guess the, the, the big burning question is, after all of the hype, after all of the build-up, after our varying emotional cycle of change style build up towards this um how did we feel drinking in the four hours and two minutes worth of Zack snyder's vision for justice league as a film it's awful it's a big bloated mess it's <clears throat> it's random it has it's full of um uh, 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 dramatic moments which weren't earned, it was silly but as a TV show I really, really, really enjoyed it I had <laughs> I actually had a great time watching it, I've been ragging on this since the very beginning, since you know I had no confidence that the um, Snyder Cut would ever be made even like the concept behind it like do you really love <clears throat> Man of Steel and BVS Is, you know, that, they're awful films, why do you think this guy has this amazing vision behind him. <clears throat> but um, as watching the four hours, it, it, I mean, it took about an hour and a half, I think, to really properly turn my brain off and say, right, no, no, ignore those things, it's fine. Um, in its kind of little chapters, it really worked for me. I had a really good time. I think I <clears throat> finally understood what he was trying to do with it, um, which is not to do the definitive version of the Justice League, you know, where that's what happens with the MCU. You know, it's it's there's so much the definitive versions that that <clears throat> goes back and influences the comics, right? So Iron Man used to be a bit of a dickhead, whereas now he's more charming Robert Downey Jr. in the comics. This was just a version of a story that Snyder wanted to tell. Uh, we've said in the past it's in Justice League, it's <clears throat> Earth 3, it's all of that stuff. Uh, and it is, um, you know, and it's different. And I won't say it wasn't boring, but because in, in parts it definitely was. Uh, but overall, uh, it was different than, <clears throat> you know, a sort of standard version of them coming together. And that was fun. I liked it. B, uh, fair to say out of all three of us, you were probably um, 
looking forward to this the most. That's right. And it, it, it did not fail to disappoint. It was amazing. You know, I, I, I kind of guess. Where... Did not fail to disappoint. I thought you were going to go for. Did it, have I said that right? It's been a long day. Uh, that felt that felt like a double negative. I thought I thought you were about it, to to give it the legends treatment. It, it, no, it it was amazing. It really was. Um, it was everything it was built up to be, and you know if you completely ignore the original theatrical re- release and take this film as as it was meant to be, it made a ton of sense. All the you know, questions you had from the first were were kind of answered. Um, I, 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 yeah, I think there were. I mean, you know, for a start, it, it from the moment it started, you had that link with um, Batman and Superman. You know, in the first one, you thought, well, you know, where's this? You know, Stephen Wolf come from? Why has he decided to come? You know, of all the planets. Why did he choose Earth to come and look for these mother boxes? They could have been anywhere. You know, there was no explanation of, of you know, the mother boxes being on Earth or why suddenly they've, they've decided to activate. And, you know, from the first moment of, of you know, this, this, this masterpiece, <laughs> it is a masterpiece. It, it kind of ex- explains reason why it is. It is. Sorry. I really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. It was amazing. I, I mean, it's it's um, it's indulgent, isn't it? Yeah, but that's what you want from a movie. You, you know, it, is it though? If you wanted, you know, did it did it need to be four hours long? Yeah, I'll tell you why. I think it does, yeah. You're right. No, because it, it, as a movie, it, it fails entirely. Okay, this is my thing. Because if it was, if if you put it down to two hours, if you'd actually, <clears throat> or even three hours, and you saw it as a movie, you would think, "Hang on, why is it jump from scene to scene to scene so randomly? There's no follow through. There's no setup for anything. Every time you see Wonder Woman, it's just like." <laughs> Uh, every single uh, <clears throat> every single conversation, every single thing that happens is like this great culmination the soundtrack swells and they're all like standing happily that they've done something I mean at one point they fixed the, the transport ship, they fixed the fox and they all stood mm-hmm. around like it was this great big, like dude that's just your taxi from here to there, that wasn't like the big part of your plan, you know nothing was seeded, nothing was planned, everything just came up and it, what, the reason it works like a TV show is because, like, say, B, you're watching Game of Thrones at the moment, right? Yeah. And when you're watching it, it's like, all right, here, you know, here's the, the, the A story and the B story. And then also we'll check in on Jon Snow and also we'll check in on Daenerys and also we'll check in on Sansa. And it just jumps around because, you know, it's kind of telling you a bigger story. Whereas in a film, you want it to be tighter. You want there to be a narrative that runs all the way through and then it all kind of lines up and works together. <coughs> And this, this doesn't do that at all. Um, it literally like, okay, we'll do a bit of Cyborg. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll just do a little bit of Lois. Oh, yeah, we'll do a bit of this. And it even steals from itself. So, um, like, you've got this great scene. We're doing spoilers, aren't we, Joe? Okay. Yes, we are. So you've got this scene where, uh, <clears throat> I thought it was quite a nice scene, where Lois and Martha 
have a conversation. It's quite emotional, and they're kind of going through the death of your husband, the death of my son. Uh, it's quite powerful. And then Martha steps out, and um, she's actually Martian Manhunter. And it was like, well, so that was not a real scene. There was no cathartic moment, you know. It was just like, and also, if Martian Manhunter, what a fucking dick. Like, don't, don't go and do that with Lois. That's too, too deep. You don't have to go that hard. <clears throat> no, but she, she, he needed to bring her into the game, didn't he? Did he? He wasn't part he of the was game. Just trying no, to get to go no. To work. Yeah, but if she hadn't been there that <laughs> that morning, Batman would be squashed. Me. He goes. She goes there every morning. Remember, she was going there every morning anyway. But, but did Martian Manhunter Manhunter know that part of the plan? Well, he's Martian, isn't he? He knows everything. <laughs> Oh, okay. So that's one of those off-scene. He was probably shape-shifted into a pot plant in the background. That's that's in the director's cut. Listening in. <laughs> this was. <laughs> this, this is this is the definitive director. There, there is no other. There's, there is an ultimate director's cut. <laughs> Why is he Ridley Scott? Jesus. Listen, I love a director's cut, guys. You know this, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I feel I feel the word "cut" is. <laughs> not a fair this, this is a director's everything he fucking yes. had i don't feel he's cut no. anything um <clears throat> i think the the, the and, and even the things that he tried like okay because he's got so much extra time right so he has a lot of sidewalk i mean great it's nice to see more of ray fisher as stefan wolf he's got a little bit of um um a little bit of background now it's not just like pure evil fine you know, giving a bit of a story but then we'll introduce Darkseid. And Darkseid is just pure evil. So again, you've just gone back to a villain that has no like bigger motivations. It was literally... How do we feel about Darkseid and Steppenwolf? Okay, there's a big deal about changing Steppenwolf's armor. I didn't even notice it changed. They were just like weird spiky bits coming out. What was the point? I, in, in the trailers, I hadn't noticed yeah. the difference. In the film, I do notice the the complete redesign of the face mm. and of the the suit. Yeah. One of the reasons the suit is is obvious to me is well, two reasons why the suit's obvious to me. One is because it's CG shiny, um, and I don't know why it needed to be CG shiny, but it just looks oh. big CG shiny. Um, and the second is because for some reason. It all has to constantly move. Yeah, it's really distracting. Um, for no apparent reason. And there was a point in the film that I'm kind of sitting there going, "This feels really from he he reminds me of someone other than Steppenwolf from the the Whedon version." And I couldn't quite get it where it was, but the voice and the the clickety clackety suit kind of reminded me of someone. And then we got to the scene where he uses the spider to attach onto someone's <clears throat> face and therefore project their brain. <clears throat> and it occurred to me, it's, it's Megatron from the Michael Bay Transformers films. The voice, the design, the clickety-clackety, even the little spiders running around, which were fixing him in um, Revenge of the Fallen. It, it, they've, they've lifted and dropped Megatron into, into Justice League. What about Darkseid? <clears throat> I mean, Darkseid added nothing. You know, there was... I, just... I, I like the idea of giving Steppenwolf a bit of, I guess, a bit of agency, a bit of, you know, there's something about him. 
but then don't just go and make dark side pure evil. You know, you, you're back to your same same problem. You've, you've got nothing here. So, uh, B, how did you feel about dark side and Stephen? I, I quite like the chemistry because you needed someone who um, was more evil than Stephen Wolf. Is that the right way to say it? You, you needed to know that Stephen Wolf wasn't just doing this just because he, he felt like it. Why was Darkseid um, doing it? No. Well, Darkseid was because yeah, exactly. he felt like it. <laughs> yeah, but he's 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 like the evil overlord, isn't he? He's like DC's version of Thanos. Well, what? Thanos had... Yeah, yeah except... You know, he yeah. wanted to create balance. He believed he was the good guy. He was the good guy of his own story. Hmm. Was that... I mean, like, for us, we know, like, sort of anti-life, we know the history of Dark Side as comics and stuff like that, but just in the context of this film, what, just Dark Side just moustache-twirling generic baddie? <clears throat> oh, is it Jack Kirby twirling baddie oh. that's based on Thanos? Um, so, yeah. No, Thanos is based on him. Mm. I thought yeah. wasn't Thanos wasn't Darkseid first? No, I thought Thanos was first, and then when Jack oh, Kirby yeah, went from Marvel to DC, because um, Darkseid was originally not like this, um, and then Thanos no, Th- was Thanos invented. Thanos was inspired so. by Darkseid, so it was uh, Jim Starling who introduced Thanos in seventy-two. No, in seventy-three. So you're right about Kirby leaving and then doing the new gods, mm. but Thanos wasn't around back then. Darkseid okay. was created in, in 1970, a couple of years before. Mm, my mistake then. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I didn't mind the 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 you know opening about you know him finding the anti-life equation on Earth and. That's what he was obsessed with, which was going to be Steppenwolf's redemption in regards to I found it. Um, I don't quite understand the whole, the mother boxes are your absolute, you know, religious as well as um, war machine kind of height. Um, And you get beaten back from the planet which is, you know, fine. I understand that, you know, the, the age of heroes, etc. Um, but you then lose that planet in, in, you know, it could be one of billions. It's the only planet that's re- repelled you. Surely that one kind of has a, a, a little bit of a post-it note yeah, on it, so doesn't it? Explain this to me. So it already had the anti-life equation. Then Darkseid went to it with his three mother boxes. He lost the three mother boxes that time. Does he then no longer have any more mother boxes? So he stopped conquering planets. And now Steppenwolf is therefore claiming these mother boxes back and also the anti life. Yes. But he didn't know that the anti life was. But he knew the mother boxes were there. Yeah. No, he knew the anti life was here because he saw that when he smashed his thing into the ground. No, that was Steppenwolf, wasn't it? No, that was Thanos at the very beginning. Uh, not Thanos, Darkseid <laughs> at the very beginning. During the, the uh, Age of Heroes, that's how they knew the, the anti-life equation was on Earth. So they couldn't remember what planet also, was. The, the, the most, again, like a dramatic line that was just so stupidly hilarious. 
when Wonder Woman was like, oh, listen, the last time we pushed him back because it was the Age of Heroes, you know, uh, he, 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 no one else is going to stop him. And Batman's like, yeah, yeah, he's never faced us together. Like, the five of us have never worked together before. I have no concept of what we can do together. Yeah, I mean, technically, no one has. <coughs> you could say that about our single parademon. I mean, where, where I, are I like the dogs? I like to use that with us three whenever we got to do stuff from now on. <laughs> technically, Darkseid has never faced the three of us either. It's true. It's true. That's 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 the sequels, but we'll come on to the sequels. Um, so, I mean, we know Ares isn't around anymore because we saw his dis- demise in in Wonder Woman one. Where's where are the other gods? It wasn't. I mean, he was a- Zeus killed. Or didn't Zeus die? And with his last sort of breath, created the mist around. Oh, okay. Wasn't that the thing from? The first Wonder Woman, the best Wonder Woman. That sounds feasible. Right, so I'm gonna so go the with it. The gods are dead. The Atlanteans are still there. And obviously, man has evolved into what we have now. Um, and there's no new Green Lantern. Although I gotta say that that little moment when the ring looked at Dark Side before flying off. Oh yeah, that was it. good. When that, that, that was, was a good, good moment. There are little things like that where, I, you know, I, I, I really enjoy little tiny little nods and stuff. As long as you keep ignoring the really stupid things, I think it's it's very watchable. I mean, I, I might rewatch the, the... it, actually. Not not now, really. yeah, not for I'm... a little while, but, you know. <laughs> Live rewatch. Here we go. Go. Well, I'd rather watch this than um, Avatar, that's for sure. The one thing that, that kind of really disappointed me was the music, music score. I just, it was just weird. Lack thereof. It yeah. was just weird. Some of the music score was, I don't I, know. I, I, just, I quite liked it. It me. was so, it was annoying that everything was swelly and dramatic. That was annoying. But then, I don't know, you, you start to kind of go with it after a while. You know how it basically, if this was a comic book, it'd be like every other page is a splash page. Hmm. It was like just basically slow motion and being and and it was just kind of like that. And I don't know, I, I kind of got into it. I, yeah, I mean, you know, Flash was less, less weird. I thought was he? I mean, okay, the sausage scene was a bit strange until you know you you explain why he had a sausage no, in his pocket. Uh, even, even after explaining why, <laughs> um, so I, 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 I. <laughs> Absolutely. So I thought Cyborg was was far more compelling yeah, and interesting was, in this version. Um, he had stuff to do, which you know, well, I, I think one helped. Line, I think um, helped Cyborg work for me, which is when Aquaman said something about um, <clears throat> basically he's just this grieving kid, and it sort of really makes you realise. Yeah, he's he's sort of an eighteen year old. He's you know, unlike lost his mum, lost his body, he's going through all this kind of madness. Because Cyborg as Ray Fisher, I thought was interesting. Cyborg as Cyborg just played it too robotic for me. And then when Aquaman put it into context of, no, no, this is just how he's dealing with this grief, it kind of worked a little bit better. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, Wonder Woman felt very one-dimensional in it. <laughs> the um, music! She was there. She it was, <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, 
can I be like you when I grow up? Yes, all of you can be like me when you grow up. Oh Every single stop God. asking. What was that <laughs> um, thing? The, the terrorists were just like, oh, we don't want anything. We just want to blow up this place. So here's a one minute timer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you vaporized um, the guy for no reason in front of I these know. kids. Oh, that, that was. She kills a lot yeah. of people. <clears throat> also, that whole kind of can I be you when I grow up? Wouldn't that, now that we've seen Wonder Woman 84 <laughs> that happens before this, and that's exactly how Barbara gets her powers, wouldn't that make Wonder Woman be sitting there going, oh, shit, <laughs> cheater too, here we come. Yeah. Um, I did think there was a lot of wasted movement in it. Oh, well, no, let me finish ranting about The Flash. The Flash... Um, I didn't like Injustice League 1. I think the only part that humanised him in Justice League 1 was taken out of oh, oh, Justice League 1, the, the Whedon Justice League. <laughs> the only part that I, th- I think humanised him was taken Justice out in this one, which was the, I've never done this before, mm. save one. I, I, you know, I, I, that's, that's mm. obviously a Whedon thing. I liked that. I liked that, you know, just save one. Don't, don't worry about everyone, just save one, and then you'll know. Um, because, you know, it, this is a kid who's done nothing. You know, it's a suit that we've never seen out. All the stuff he's done previously, he's, he's you know, just in his civvies and no one notices that he's burnt through his feet and the, his shoes and the, the, the window and various other things. Um, And very selective in who he saves. Uh, so the, the the poor guy who was pushing the, the the hot dog cart didn't get saved. The driver didn't get saved. Um, just the girly fancies. Um, but he was just too awkward and 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 felt very overpowered in the sense that suddenly he knows how to do things like travel back in time. Yeah, um, and, and again, the stuff they didn't build with, up with to. no real kind of. It's just like, oh, we need lots of power. Yeah, okay, I can yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I had, dude. You had four hours, man, build into this thing, because there was it was just weirdly expositioning. Oh yes, I can do this, but I know I shouldn't because I know. Well, no, don't tell us. Show us. You've got four hours to show us these things. <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, just uh, yeah. I, I, just a very strange um, setup for for the Flash as a whole. Aquaman, I felt um, uh, yeah, I, I was all right with Aquaman. To be honest, it was it was you know it's still a little bit kind of um, it's very difficult watching these films knowing now that they plug into. Aquaman and mm. and Wonder Woman eighty four and you know the stuff that's come after, um, because it, it did feel a little bit weirdly the wrong way around on some of it. Um, but Aquaman, I was I was all right with. Mira, I don't understand yeah, wait, the was accent. Was in, in the previous films? No, this is just making it easier for. Well, she she wasn't in <clears throat> Aquaman. No, she wasn't. I don't know if she had many lines in. No, I don't but remember if she being wasn't rich. An Aquaman, we would have commented on 
the fact that she suddenly she's no longer British if she was. She she had uh, a few lines in the original Justice League. So is this just which had an American accent, and this version she has a British accent. This is so. Yeah, oh, pardon me, governor. Over, Steppenwolf's come down and he's opened up that damn old mother box. Yeah, it was, it was, I, I don't know what she was doing. And I, and it's things like that. You've got four hours, you know, a little bit of consistency isn't a lot to ask for in four hours. Um, I could have done without the 15 minutes of Batman climbing hills to get them climbing <laughs> mountains to get to where the boats were cut off from um, like on that. the King's Tide. Okay, I, I, I like that um, because it just felt like you needed to show time has passed between um, the, the Superman's death and where we are now, and that's the beard and that's the climbing and that's what it's been through. Yeah, but. <laughs> No, but so I, I, I'm fine with showing that time has passed. I have an issue with having to actually, actually, oh, yeah. literally watch <laughs> the time pass. Again, you know, TV show, it works great. It's, it's padding. It's padding to hit the 45-minute mark. And then the singing oh, yeah. as Aquaman disappears oh. back into the sea oh, and yeah. the sniffing of the jumper. Yeah, I didn't, I, I was, didn't get that. Why she sniffing the jumper? Was it, it was also, you know, because he drank the thing and he chucked it into the ocean and stuff, and he just thought, "Why is Aquaman littering in the ocean?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I did, I did think. I mean, you know, the shot was beautiful with the waves crashing around. We've seen it, but you know, it was a beautiful shot. But yeah, I don't understand the throwing the bottle into the sea. It doesn't feel very environmental for the king of the sea. Maybe seas. there was a message in it in the bottle. Message it? No, someone do it. You get one every week, Jeremy. <laughs> um, no, so I, 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 I um, agree. I think with Flash, there was a lot of jokes that didn't land. I think there were a lot of jokes last time that didn't land. Um, it, but it was just trying to insert some level of levity. I think the thing with the hat with Flash and Aquaman worked a lot for me. That like, like, got a proper laugh. Um, I'm not sure if this got six laughs, but it, it got a few. Um, Aquaman, I think, again, if we forget yeah. Justice League and we forget the Aquaman film and we just think this is an introduction to the character and the character is actually kind of cool now. I mean, the whole thing about how he showed up because the fight was in a tunnel and water came through was so... <laughs> and he was just outside, yeah. <laughs> we just hanging out there, like, Jesus. No, it was so contrived, it was just like any excuse to bring him in. <clears throat> The dolphins can see through the walls, can they? Very intelligent, these dolphins. Um, they use sonar. Yeah. They? <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, I do, I, I, I do agree with B that I think that the getting into the plot was better because it wasn't just this suddenly there's parademons and what are they here for? They're here because Stephen Wolf's here. Why is Stephen Wolf here? For the mother boxes. Let's go. Um, so I, I, I preferred the whole kind of, and here he comes and here they come and here we go. But um, yeah, that scene, that yeah, scene I, I, wasn't there, was it? Where Batman discovers about the, the random boxes. fight on the rooftop. No. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that wasn't there, was it? Oh, yeah. No. 
which means it must have been a um, a Whedon verse, how we get into it kind of scene. <clears throat> um, a lot more product placement as well. Yeah. Uh, that that felt overly given a, a huge amount of time. You know, Bruce Wayne's Mercedes Benz is. Okay. That was already okay. Everywhere. Special effects were kind of weird, but again, I forgive a lot of it because TV show, right? But the way his car pulled out and pulled into the, the thingy, was that especially bad? Yeah. It was really it was weird, tricky, right? It wasn't it? Yeah. With, was with that when he was pulling away with, yeah. with Flash, Barry yeah. Allen? So I, I, I assumed that was done purely to try and allow you to focus on the anti-suicide poster oh. that was on the billboard. the car was so distracting that I didn't... But fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah, it was the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, um, which is a charity that I know Zack Snyder supports a lot. Um, and that was kind of front and center on the billboard as they pulled out um so i assumed it was it was kind of lingering so that you could kind of see that which is a nice touch um but um obviously didn't land in the way it should have done because you know we didn't all pick it up um it's the middle bit's the middle bit you know it's 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 all still very strange we don't have the weird little Russian family. <laughs> yes. I never understood that um, from the first one. First it was time, just right? like jammed in there to give a no. sense of like danger, right? But actually the danger is the whole world's going to blow up. Yeah. Exactly. Just in case, yeah. you know, the end of the world wasn't enough danger. Here's yeah, a family who might be affected as well. Obviously, Whedon came, he got, he got a bunch of scenes and then he went, all right, this is the basics of how to do a superhero movie. <clears throat> here's what we need to put in because here's what I've done with Marvel and he kind of awkwardly plugged bits in to try and make it work and it was just fucking awful um, so it's yeah it works without any of that bollocks in there um, so shall we talk about the multiple multiple <laughs> multiple endings so this is this is my new Return of the King reference because the Return of the King is quite an old reference now about you know fake endings and fake endings and fake endings and fake endings and then you end um, because this film had about twelve different endings. We heard that it was going to end on a cliffhanger. We didn't hear it was going to end on seventeen cliffhangers. Um, and the good news is if you didn't like any of those. The, the black and white Justice is Grey version apparently has an alternate so ending. Wow. The Jesus um, Joker thing. Uh, yeah, it must be. <clears throat> it must be, because we haven't seen that yet. Um, yeah, Butcher Joker wasn't in this, was he? SWAT Team Joker was. Or so, Killer yeah, Joker was. Multiple, multiple, multiple um, endings. Um, you know what it feels like. So when you read one of these like crisis event comics, right? Uh, so it's something that's been building up for years and it all kind of culminates and it's just like 
everyone's story is awkwardly jammed in for a page or two. And and if you've been following Blue Devil's story and you get to see him in a panel, you're like, ah, oh, cool, that's Blue Devil. And if you haven't been, you think, what the fuck's this in there for? For no reason, whatever. And then they have the big crisis level event. <clears throat> and then they want to set up. And this is something DC have been doing, I think, more recently, like the last sort of 10, 15 years or so. Because now it's always about setting up the next set of stuff, right? We don't want this to be a jumping off point. And then it's just like loads and loads and loads of teasers. And it was just that, right? It was just exactly like one of those crisis comics. We've had a big event. Now here's a fuck ton of teasers to go away with that other writers can, all, can pick up and probably work on because people want to tell their own stories. Was there any of them in particular that you would love to see them pick up? We know that he's got plans for Snyderverse 2 and 3. Um, are there any of these that you would really hope focus yeah, in on that the, and bring that the out? Nightmare, Batman, the nightmare scene. Um, because, you know, I think what helps this is being very clear that... And maybe maybe it's what you said a couple of weeks ago, Jim, that's sort of in my head, but, you know this isn't the definitive Justice League, right? This is just a story. Um, this is sort of, this is the Injustice story or whatever. And it's different. It's different than anything I've read or, or was expecting or whatever. Um, so I want to see where he goes with it. It doesn't need to make sense. It can just be weird and wacky. You, you know, this is like Flashpoint Universe Justice League. Um, and that's fine. So yeah, night, nightmare, future stuff. I, I want to see how that works out. I think would that have been where the um, standalone bat flick movie would have come in? The yeah. the nightmare. No, so the standalone bat flick technically would have been Lex oh, Luthor okay. telling Deathstroke his name is Bruce Wayne because it was meant to be a Deathstroke movie. Batman okay. film. Okay. Hmm, interesting. I mean, obviously that that was new um, because the original one just had Deathstroke, um, and them them discussing yeah, an Injustice League, which was also kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I would certainly like to see that because Deathstroke would be brilliant foil for uh, Batman. I think. Um, Especially, you know, yeah. Joe Manganiello. He, he looks, he looks mean. He looks uh, cool. Although they have set him up in two of the sequels, haven't they? Because uh, he also is in I mean, the no Nightmare. No going to believe that Vision. Ben Affleck can beat up Joe Manganiello, right? That is a leap of logic. <laughs> that, that no, I don't. Know. I mean, I did see him do some crazy moves in Daredevil. I mean, even so... the Affleck <laughs> If there's if there's a, a seesaw in the fight, then I'm gonna have to give it to Batfleck. Now does he need to pretend to be blind for it to work? I'm not sure. <coughs> uh. Well he has to be pretend to be totally blind. Manganella has to pretend to be blind in one eye. So um <laughs> the the recut the the sorry, the the reshots with, with Batfleck. It was, was it, I mean, he, he's, he, he didn't do the same voice. That was a bit distracting. 
But the other thing is, like, he was clearly so much slimmer, even with the Batman mask on. <coughs> uh, just going to yeah. show, like, what crazy shape they have to get in to do these films. Hmm. I thought the Marsh Manhunter scene at the end was a bit weird. Yeah, it was just tacked on for no reason, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, all the Marsh Manhunter stuff was. Um, and not made any more interesting or appealing by Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. not giving a single fuck. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd come here and let you know I'm here if I could help you. Cool. All right. Well, leave your card and we'll let you know if something comes up. And I, to be fair to, to Batfleck, a part of me would have been... Yeah, yeah. Dude, where the fuck were you? Yeah. You know, you, you turn up now after everything. Where were you a week ago? Yeah. And where the hell was Alfred? Why wasn't he answering the door? Maybe Alfred was Marshall Manhunter this whole time. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I did like the, um, yeah. uh, oh, gauntlets that, that dissipate energy. Uh, <laughs> wonder where he got that idea from. Uh, I thought that was quite nice. Um, I guess the nightmare scene is the one that's got a lot of attention and buzz. Um, Mainly because this is where Jared Leto's Joker reappeared. Uh, What were your feelings on the Joker-Batman end-of-the-world relationship? I think the F-bombs were a bit distracting. Um, Wasn't expecting that uh, from... Did that distract you more than the Joker revealing that they had a physical relationship? Well, I was still um, kind of taken back by the F-bomb. I wasn't expecting it. So the F-bomb more than the actual effing? I just don't take that as a reach-around thing. I just took that as a I don't know. I didn't take it literally. I didn't take it literally. Do you know what? It was kind of one of those things of, I didn't think it was until there was kind of, it seemed to bristle Batman in a not denying it kind of way. And and I, I, I linked into, I, I, I assumed all of this was in his head until Deathstroke references him. I thought, it, I thought it was part of his sanity. I thought it was, you know, that was going to be the thing of, you know, his, his subconscious has basically kind of manifested the Joker and there was going to be a bit there about, you know, well, you, of course, you, you, you did kill me or something. And it was his guilt and his whatever carrying him through. Um, but no, he actually physically was there. And... Harley Quinn died in his arms, and and that was the, so that was the thing. It then launched into kind of this kind of you know anger and stuff, rather than so yeah. That's I, I think that's why um, it kind of resonated with me that maybe yeah. I mean, fair enough. Maybe they hate you, fucking. Because this is this is the world where you know Superman is has gone batshit right uh, when he's um, does he heat vision Batman's face off? I can't remember. 
and Flash will now have to travel back from this time to warn Bruce Wayne. So, <clears throat> arguably... Mm. Oh, and actually there was a thing, right? So it was... Uh, he felt like Lois is the key, or that wasn't it. There's something else to Lois being the key. So, so maybe we're in the bad... So we're still in the... Yeah, okay, so we're still in the timeline where Superman goes evil. Flash has to still go back and tell Bruce, no, nah, no, nah, do something differently. Lois is the key. Bruce gets needs to get it right a second time. It's interesting. Why would they do? It's interesting. I... I you know, this is all just like random threads, and I hope we get to see more of it. One of the things we talked about with not just Justice League, but the whole uh, Snyderverse of, of this DCEU has just been all the kind of missed opportunities. You know, uh, is Joker Jason Todd? Is, um, was that guy Nightwing? Are all these kind of people actually other actual stories behind this? And I feel like, you know, Snyder had some concept of putting stories behind this. He, he didn't deliver on any of it, but it's all there. And I'd like to see, you know, if, even if it's like an animated movie or something, I'd like to see the rest of this this mad Justice League world. Uh, and then I'd like them to sort of burn down this whole DCEU and start afresh. <laughs> <laughs> and you may be getting your wish. Um, did you see that following an interview with um, the the head of Warner Brothers Studios, uh, released the air cut was trending? <laughs> Um, because uh, they put it to bed that they would not be releasing the air cut of Suicide Squad. Okay. I, I, I don't no understand. plans to do that. Where when we people said to do that. the Snyder Cut. Listen, I liked this. Okay? I wasn't expected to like it, but I liked it. But I still don't understand the fan movement. Like, What made you think there was a decent Snyder? What, what did you love of Snyder's that made you think, no, 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 the studio fucked this up. There's something really amazing back there. I, I don't get it. What has David Ayer made that you're thinking, oh, shit, shit I think of, you know, let him have his creative vision? I don't understand. I think big chunks of it are the passion that the director talks and and, and that thing of, um, well, uh, you know, well, that sounds like a good story. But because they can tell you a good story in a couple of beats doesn't mean necessarily it's going to be a good story. I mean, as a make film. no mistake, this the um, Snyder Cut as a film is fucking awful. But the Snyder Cut as a kind of weird hybrid <laughs> TV show in many different chapters that adds up to about four hours with some knowledge of the history and blah, 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 was a great fun experience. You know, is the... Well, what? Man, who knows what the best way to tell the story is anymore? You know, historic, like when we were kids, right? The ultimate way of a story was a film, right? You like a TV show, oh, I heard they're going to make a movie of it. You like this computer game, I heard they're going to make a movie of it. Whereas now we sort of think, no, no, Game of Thrones has best been told as a TV show. It would never be a good, good singular movie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I want two hours when I can have 12? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, that's all. That's all. Going to be interesting, but um, yes, whether we see you know the the rest of the Snyderverse play through, or whether that's the end of it, I think we we will have to wait and see. Um, but let's let's uh, move on. Let's go on to chapter two of our podcast, um, and then there was Man, um, or some other random title um, uh, that has no bearing on anything. Um, 
And let's do recommendations, because after this, we're going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode one, uh, which will be, um, I don't know if it can be spoilerific, but it will be a, a, a conversation about everything that happened. So uh, uh, we'll do recommendations first. <laughs> Flip a coin. <laughs> I'm going to recommend. Who would like to go first? <laughs> I am going to recommend Zack Snyder's Justice League. I cannot believe I'm recommending it. I think, you know, I, I had no faith in this whatsoever. And also, I think you should go in with really low expectations. I think don't expect a tightly cut movie. Don't expect the scenes necessarily to make sense. Don't expect very much. It's just a really, you know, and and you'll see like huge gaps in logic and you'll see like unearned dramatic sequences and music and all this kind of stuff kind of like turn some of that off and like just go with the flow and you'll have a good time. Um, I had a really good time with this. I think I can see what Snyder is trying to do and has been trying to do. Um, And whilst I don't really want to see more Snyderverse movies, I would like to know more about the story that he's got in his head. Um, but, you know, like, this is such a weird thing. I guess this has happened with this and it's happened with, like, Firefly Serenity, but this stuff very rarely happens. So even just as a kind of cultural experience to see how the fans have influenced this cut, I think it's exciting. So I would recommend Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think that's a really interesting point about the fan influence, especially in streaming. We've seen, you know, the, the nostalgia wars bring certain things back to life and and move through into new worlds. In a world where everyone's looking for the next IP, um, and we know that the HBO Max can't continue just releasing all Warner Brothers films at the same time as cinema release into next year. Um, yeah, what is what are what are those points that become kind of their 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 IPs? So uh, will be very interesting. Um, B, what's your recommendation? I like to recommend something that T can never recommend, and that is Berserker, the new comic available <laughs> from Boom Studios. Is it, is it out yet? Um, it is out. <laughs> no, only one issue so far. <laughs> But issue two will be out imminently. <laughs> um, so Berserker is a comic uh, written, co-written by Mr. Reeves, uh, Mr. K. Yeah, oh, Keanu to his friends. Reeves. Um, it is um, about Keanu Reeves, <laughs> um, literally um, being a soldier. Uh, through the ages. Um, God, it's an autobiography. And it is. It it truly is. It, it this image of the soldier is actually Kenar Reeves. You you could not have drawn him any better. Um, it is a really gory um, comic book, um, but it's got a great storyline. Um, and rumors are that Netflix has literally just picked it up. So, um, coming to us, Netflix, where you can watch uh, John Wick and Old Guard, uh, you will soon be able to watch John Wick does Old Guard. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, it is, it is the most hyped 
comic book this year so far? How many different variant covers have you got uh, of, of issue one? So 10% of the, no, all of the ones available. And three which are yet to be delivered. <laughs> I've only got two plus three. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really bizarre seeing how many... There's a ton of them, yeah. Um, ...covers that the, there were for, for the, the first issue. Uh, Boom Studios doing some some big stuff. Um, have really got some good IPs under their dress uh, under their belt, and this is one of their their first real. Um, I was going to say it's one of their first real kind yeah. of you know unique well, IPs, of. but they do have a lot. They they do. Um, is only find them when they it, they're it dead. Is indeed. So it is um, something skin children. Um, no, Department of Truth isn't though, is it? So yeah, they're they're getting into the the, the storytelling uh, piece on a lot of it. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, definitely one to, to to check out. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's very uh, yeah, John Romita Junior, isn't it? Um, well, that's not the artist, but it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I have changed my mind on my recommendation. Um. <laughs> I'm going to recommend no. Um, uh, I'm going to recommend Justice League. Oh my god, Justice League! The 2017 Joss Whedon Justice League. Um, for a couple of reasons, um, I, I I didn't hate it when it came out. Um, I I watched it after B watched it, and B was heartbroken by it. So I went in with. Uh, drastically low expectations and found it, you know, fairly enjoyable for for the rubbish that it was for what it is. Um, very kind of popcorny, very kind of you know, whatever. Um, but you know, for the main reason I'm recommending it is because I think for you to really understand what the difference in tone, in story, in in story beats that the the, the Snyder version is. You probably need to refamiliarize yourself with the the Whedon version, so you can really kind of pick out the bits that um, you know got left, and and the bits were taken, and the bits so that were Snyder, and the bits that were Whedon. Um, <laughs> I, 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 hey, I'm not recommending Zack Snyder's. You are. Um, if you want a shorter version of what what T's recommending. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, I, and I do think there's some beats that that I miss from the, the Snyder version. Um, I do think there's some beats that are improved in the Snyder version, and I do think there's a lot of beats that are changed for no discernible difference, to be honest. Um, so yeah, um, my recommendation is going to be the Joss Whedon Justice League. Um, and from that, we are going to fly into our discussion about Falcon and Winter Soldier. So if you are not caught up on that yet, if you are remaining spoiler-free because you are doing a B and saving them all so you can binge, uh, we wish you good night and, and Godspeed. Uh, we will speak to you next week. However, let us dive into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Episode one is New World Order. 
and we uh, launch into a world without Captain America um, and a world, with, world without uh, salaries, apparently, um, as we catch up with uh, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes uh, beyond um, the episodes of, uh, of uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, they are both back from being blipped. They are both back without Captain America and trying to work out how the new world works. Um, absolutely different feel to um, WandaVision. Um, far more, I felt, akin to um, Winter Soldier, especially. Mm. Um, what did you two think of, of uh, how we were introduced to Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I loved it. I was always going to love it. I think uh, it. I think I said last week my favourite film <coughs> is The Winter Soldier. Mm. Uh, favorite MCU film or favorite film, um, and it had a lot of that feel to it. Um, I loved. I think in particular all the Falcon stuff. So I loved seeing. Is it Batrock? Yep. Yeah, I love seeing Batrock again. Proper badass. The Lipa. Um, I mean, some things are stupid, like when they all jumped out in the little light suits and they're like, no, Falcon's got wings, what are you doing? So stupid. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a bit strange how, um, well, again, this is, I guess, what we talked about with Justice League and things like Game of Thrones and TV shows, because it was two very separate stories going on with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it just kind of jumped back and forth between them, and there was no kind of connection or scenes together or whatever. And if this was a movie, I'd just be like, what the fuck? You just jam two things together. But obviously, that's it's building, so that's nice. It's fine, rather. Uh, but certainly, the Falcon scenes were much more interesting, especially the scenes with his family. And you've mentioned the thing about salaries, but I like to see some of the, the real life, life <coughs> stuff of that. And makes you think, you know, um, the end of Tony actually could mean the end of the Avengers, just in terms of, you know, how it would have all worked and funding and gadgets and things like that. So it's more than just Tony Stark's experience. I also quite like, this felt like we're caught up to date with the MC, because, you know, um, Spider-Man was after the blip, and then we had WandaVision taking place almost immediately after, like, I think, like a couple of weeks after the blip, so that went back in time, and this seemed a little bit further forward again. Um, yeah, that was quite nice, uh, and lots of little touches. There was one where um, <clears throat> there was a husband and wife, and um, the guy was thanking uh, Falcon for bringing her back from the blip, and she was like clearly much younger than him because he's aged and she hasn't. And I, just, I mean, you know, little touches like that were quite nice. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> uh, I loved how punchable the face of. Uh, new cap was <laughs> just thought that's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it uh, it's something that I realized I didn't realize I wanted, but them picking up all of the geeky fanboy conversations we've had about um life post blip, um, it's great, you know banks foreclosing because you've you've not had any income for five years yeah no I, I wasn't alive for five years um you know really you know that kind of you know how things work when um 
you know, your you, your your property's been rented. Your 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 house has been sold. You've moved on. Your you know your 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 partner's got remarried. All of these things um, that suddenly you you kind of launch back into because for you it's been minutes, mm. and for them it's been five years, um, and it, it's a really interesting way of seeding some of the, the 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 dystopian and frustration and uh you know why kind of you know the 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 kind of the fringe groups and the terror cells and all the rest of it would would grow because you know you're going to have groups like the flag smashers who uh think that the world was better during the blip and then you're going to have anti-groups like that who have been displaced have lost so much because it just turned out on a flip of a coin, they were part of the 50% who didn't stay mm. um, and lost five years of their life because of it. And, you know, have lost loved ones because they died whilst they were gone, like the Monica Rambeau story. Um, have lost partners, have, you know, come back and found that partners have aged five years. They're, they're, their baby is now no longer a baby, all sorts of things like that. Um, and the resentment and the anger that builds up in that, that, that kind of, you know, how to, how to fix it. And there was a, um, a roadie quote of, um, in the episode of the world's broken, everyone's just looking for someone to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing in regards to, you know, how do you fix something like that big? Um, so yeah, it was, it, I, 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 I really enjoyed those elements that I didn't think we were going to, potentially get um <coughs> b how did you feel about it sorry go ahead b. um yeah i was just gonna say i i enjoyed it it was really really good but one of the main reasons why i watch superhero movies is the pure escapism i don't really want to be thinking about how superheroes make their living because that, <laughs> that kind of depresses me it, you know, do we need to like have a charity event for them or something? You you setting up a GoFundMe for them? I may have to. <laughs> so I I guess the thing as well here is um you know because Vision had a house and mm. you know and and this lot have nothing, but they were on on the run with with Captain America. They were fugitives. Yeah. Whereas. Stark and Vision and the others well, signed the Accords. Rhodey signed the Accords. Mm-hmm. So they weren't even, it's not even as if Sam was still getting his Air Force wage or pension or anything because he was on the run. He was a legal fugitive. No, Vision just knew um, Stark's pin number from his Jarvis days. Won't <laughs> <laughs> miss anything, would he? Um, <laughs> and all he did was buy a plot of land in New Jersey. <laughs> Sneak it under the rug so no one, <coughs> no one noticed. Yeah. Kind of money that there's lost in the rounding in, in the Stark accounts. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, it's certainly interesting. It's a really interesting take on it um, because obviously so much has been made about those coming back, you know, this this really is about those people who were left behind, um, you know, and the world has changed. Um, obviously different 
point of view. Some people felt it was better. Some people don't. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's got some really interesting characters in it. Really, really looking forward to. Is it the five more episodes we've got to look forward to? Yes. Yeah. So not a long um, thing. And again, bloody credits. How long were they? Seven minutes. Exactly. And and still no mid or post credit scenes. No. And I will continue to 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 watch every single time just in case, albeit slightly fast forward. Um how do we feel about the action scenes? Um uh we had the the you know, we started with Falcon doing the, the covert mission. Mm-hmm. Uh we had um some Bucky stuff mainly through flashbacks uh and his his ability to make amends. Um did that give you that kind of escapism you were looking for? Yeah, I mean you know, the first ten minutes of it was was pure Marvel at his very, very best. Um great action scenes. Um like the build up wasn't too sure about the Winter Soldier stuff. Um, Why not? I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it, I mean, for me, the Winter Soldier is someone who's very cold. Um, this was almost humanizing him. He went on a date mm. kind of thing. He, he has feelings. Um, I'm used to the Winter Soldier who who is kind of very much the assassin yeah kind of thing cold-blooded you, also, you, you talk about wanting happy endings a lot for your characters be wouldn't you want he, him to now start to find his humanity again isn't that part of <coughs> bucky's happy ending? Uh, but but that's his character isn't it that winter soldier is his character um it's almost you know i, I don't know you know maybe yeah, maybe I'll grow to like it as as the series moves on. Um, I, I don't know. I was just a little bit uneasy about yeah. it a little bit. I mean, I I think you will because I think that um, that uh, relationship and that engagement between the two uh, is going to kind of give them both a, a certain amount of kind of lift and life. Um, uh, you know the, the 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 interaction for me between uh, Bucky and his his uh, therapist, um, I thought I really was very good. Mm. Um, also, um, him sleeping on the floor, I thought was a nice touch because <coughs> Steve was complaining about his bed being too hard, not too mm. soft, right? Yeah, <coughs> yeah, and and he's there um, doing the same thing. <coughs> you know, it's, it's um, his. 1940s um, uh, sensibility. So he's sitting there thinking therapy is a joke. Like cause that's that's the age that he grew up in. So he, he's struggling to engage with with a, with a therapist. I like that they touch on these things. I mean, one of my favourite bits between them was, um, uh, you know, he's talking about the rules that he has for for mm-hmm. that he has to follow whilst making amends, and it was, you know, what was rule number two? Nobody gets hurt. It's a big one. Then why isn't it rule number one? <laughs> and it was, you know, it was, it was just things like that. He was, he was very dry with it, and um, 
a work through. How, when did you two realize that the kid we saw in the flashback was the son of the guy who he's um, friends with? Yeah, not uh, when, he, when he opened the door <laughs> to his apartment and there was a photo there. <laughs> yeah, not until the very end. I kept thinking that guy must have been one of the one of his old mates from um, <coughs> the Howling Commandos. Mm. Yeah, that, that hit. That was a surprise. Yeah, I mean, when he broke down and and you know cried about it, then it kind of felt like it was one of those. Um, oh, we've 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 got something here, have we? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, and I guess that's the bit that I'm possibly least interested in because didn't we see that in Civil War? Yeah, I'm not interested in in Bucky yet. That's the thing with him. <coughs> I think mm-hmm. Falcon has been really compelling so far, um, and the series was sold. The it, the thing that was interesting in all the ads for me was like the the buddy cop kind of comedy stuff that will hopefully come from there. And that was really fun in Civil War as well, the little scenes they got together. <clears throat> so I'm hoping by getting together with the Falcon, Winter Soldier becomes more interesting. Yeah, and that, um, you know, you felt the the, the, the disappointment and the, the absolute kind of punch in the gut when he saw the press conference and the, the new Captain America mm-hmm. was announced after all of the the conversations that had happened previous. And as you said, he's got such a punchable face. It's amazing, so isn't it? Yeah, I didn't know the, um, I didn't know whose son he was until I read about that. But it's his son. I don't know if I know that. Whose son is he? Um um Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Ooh. I'm just googling it's, it just to make sure I haven't just made it up, but I'm pretty sure it is Wyatt Russell. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're a very pleasant man, Wyatt Russell. It's just in that in that mask, you're very punchable. <laughs> um, I, I didn't realise until uh, yeah, Goldie Hawn and Quite Russell, son. Um. I didn't realize until just clicking on his IMDb uh, thing that he was in The Goon 2. Is that a pretty good recommendation yeah. of yours? Which, uh, uh, yeah, if it, if it would fit in, in genre, it would be, because I, I, I love The Goon films. Um, yes, he's in Goon, Last of the Enforcers. So I'm really happy just overall that there's um, <coughs> Friday, there's a show coming out. Uh, mm. And you know we'll get six more weeks of this. Uh, I, I, did, I did watch the the One Division special in between, and I thought that was a nice sort of epilogue to the to the show. A nice sort of conclusion. Yeah, we didn't. We haven't really talked about the the One Division special, but my favourite bit on that was the fact that for the first two episodes, they actually filmed it in front of a live yeah. studio audience. That's fantastic isn't to it? try and get that real feel and 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 kind of. Um, it really felt it. like there could uh, be a which I thought was behind each episode. Yeah, 
They spent a lot yeah. of time talking about the first few. And it did feel a lot. A little bit. Um, and I guess it's con- because they, they, it was very much about the stylized mm-hmm. filming of rather than kind of the story and whatever else of. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was the, it was the, 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 the stylized episodes that were, and the older stylized episodes that really kind of got the focus when you got past the Malcolm in the middle style. Um, it all kind of, oh. uh, sped up, didn't it? And uh, linked to all of this, we've had the breaking news uh, this evening that uh, Black Widow is going to be uh, on premiere access on Disney Plus and released in the theatres concurrently on July the 9th. So pushed back again, but actually got a, um, uh, a VOD, PVOD launch as well as a theatre launch. Um, B, we know that you're looking forward to, to, to getting back to the, the cinema. Indeed. How are you feeling about this? Happy days. Bring it on. Which one are you watching? All of them. <laughs> I'm going to literally... Which one are you watching first? Are you going to do the cinema first, assuming it's all open and running? Or are you into... Um, or are you going to be doing the PVOD? Okay, definitely cinema. Definitely, definitely. I'm so looking forward to getting in there, watching on a big, huge screen, having the sound blasting away, um, having massive, biggest bowl of popcorn um, and uh, uh, Fanta (laughs) I can afford. Uh, um, Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So looking forward to it. I'm going to take a day off work and just sit in there Film after film after film after <laughs> film. Um, T, which one is which one's reaching to you? Is that the the PVOD or or the cinema for no, I'm, I'm with Black Widow? I mean, I think it's all about sort of personal comfort levels, um, and I don't know how comfortable I will feel at that point. Um, but if I am comfortable enough to go to a cinema, uh, that would yeah. There are films which, for me, <coughs> are better off a cinema experience, especially for that first viewing, because I think the first viewing is always precious. Um, so I'd love to watch Black Widow in the cinema. I'd love to catch Kong Godzilla in the cinema. Um, mm. this, this kind of spectacle movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think the difficulty with a film like, with Marvel films like Black Widow, as soon as they come out, the internet is just everything you look at talks about them. So you need to watch it fast if you don't want spoilers, which means um, if I'm not able to go to the cinema, I'll end up watching it um, on PVOD. Um, on the other hand, something like Kong, where I don't care about spoilers so much, I might sort of actually wait and hopefully catch in the cinema. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because um, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to the cinema when it's, when it's safe, when I'm comfortable. Um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law gave me a, uh, an Odeon voucher for my birthday, which I'm very much looking forward to using. Um, uh, a bit mean to tease me with it at this point, but you know, <laughs> it's going to be present. going to a good use. Um, but, um, I'm not sure. And, and you know, this is, this is a conversation I know we've had 
for a year now since since the conversation started about Black Widow potentially going on to to, to streaming. Um, I'm not sure whether Black Widow is the film that gets me out to the cinema. Um, you know, it's a Marvel film, and that's a definite plus, but it's not a film that I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because it's a Marvel film, not because it's a Black Widow film. Um, so I don't know. There is going to be an element of me that probably kind of judges it on, um, kind of similar to T. You know, how how easy is it going to get for me to get to the cinema? And if it's any kind of faff at all, then it's probably going to be, you know, a PVO day over the weekend instead. But we wait and we see because um, I think it'll be interesting. Um, but we will talk about that, I am sure, plus much more next week. Uh, we will have episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier to talk about. Uh, the incredible punchable face of um, who will be the US agent. Um, and uh, we'll see what the flag smashers are up to. Um, so uh, all very good stuff. Uh, we will also probably be talking about the Zack Snyder's Justice League, just because what else are we going to talk about? Um, and we will see what else is going on. So until next week, please continue to look after yourself. Please continue to look after each other. And we will speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Cheerio.